Hello and welcome to the Hope and Anchor Community Church Podcast. Each week we'll bring you the latest preachings from our Sunday services. We hope that as you listen, you encounter God and you're encouraged to go deeper in your relationship with Him. Enjoy the message. Today we're going to come under the banner up the mountain. And before we actually go into it, I want to really kind of give us a little bit of context. The disciples have been walking with Jesus. They have been facing, facing things that have counter and they have opposed their faith. They have questions. They have, they have a little bit of a uncertainty in their hearts because things are not looking like they want them to look. And they are not expecting the end that is coming very soon, very soon, very soon into what is happening. And we're going to come out of Matthew 17 in verses 1 to 8 in the average version. It says, after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There was a transfigured before them. He transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then, just then, there appeared before them Moses and Elijah, talking with Jesus. Verse 4 says, Peter said to Jesus, right there in that moment, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put three shelters. Another version says tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And while he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them. And a voice from the cloud said, this is my son, whom I love who makes me have great joy. Another version says, with him I am well pleased. Listen to him. Verse 6 says, and when the disciples heard this, they they fell actually face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Father, as we try to, to really understand, would you reveal your heart to us, Lord? As we, as we put everything that we have, as we concentrate, as we kick out of the room all distractions, Lord, as we kick out of the way, Father, anything that will want to fight with us understanding what you have in your heart for us, Father, will you have your way, Lord? Will you reveal your heart to us? In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. So here we see the disciples. And as we go deeper into the context, we see the disciples actually experimenting a couple of things, four things to be exact. They're experimenting the how. The how Jesus is wanting to explain to them the kingdom of God and who he is as a person. They're rubbing shoulders, number two. They're rubbing shoulders with the experience, with the, they're being exposed to heaven, to the person of God in a very different scenario. And because of that, they're having number three, a revelation of his character, of his authority. And through that, they're able to look back on their opposition. They have come from a situation that they couldn't handle. The context says that they were faced with a situation that they couldn't handle as they usually do. And confronted by the opposition and the lack of of overcoming, confronted by the situation that didn't come through how they wanted. Jesus had to teach him, rebuke him and teach him how to live, how to think, how to go up the mountain. 
Jesus was getting ready to set them apart. There was several of them, as we said. It was, it was John, it was James, and it was Peter. God was getting ready to set them apart. And God, in this season, is setting apart a remnant of people that are looking to go up the mountain. And this is the word of the Lord today. God is wanting us to experience the how He's going to take us up the mountain, how He's going to call us, how He's going to ask us to pursue Him up the mountain. He's going to ask us, He's going to, he's going to train us to rub shoulders with people, with the people of God in this season and with people of peace around us in our communities. He wants us to have revelation and He's wanting us to see opposition, what's going on with the right sight, with the right point of view, with the right point of reference as we go deeper they were asking questions to Jesus all the way to this point all the way to this point they were asking how this didn't happen situations that were coming and going how this didn't go as, as we wanted and Jesus was having his heart trying to convey who he is as a person but they were asking questions that were superficial they were still on the surface their faith was a bit immature and all of it is a walk of faith Jesus, in the sixth day, as man, as man means, as we, as we can do everything we can. Six means the strength of man, perfection in the eyes of man. As it was perfect on their eyes and they still couldn't get it, in the seventh day, Jesus was calling them up the mountain. He was calling them out of the surface. He was calling them to a faith that could be built up. He was calling them to a, never, a different level of faith. He was calling them to understand that he came not to establish shrines and tabernacles like men had done with their bare hands. Because when God is getting ready to build something, he built in the spirit. Before you can see it in the physical, he builds it in the spirit. Jesus said, I am here to establish a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Anything that is built from man can be shaken and should be shaken. And we are experiencing this. But as Jesus is conveying this truth to his men, to his disciples, as Jesus is trying to pour his heart, as he's getting ready to call them up the mountain, as he's getting ready to challenge them into something deeper in their faith, what he has in his heart, as he calls them, is for them to be in a different, in a deeper level, in a higher level, in a relationship with God. Thank you, God, for this word. God, God is not a God that wants a tabernacle. Maybe this is one of the first things that we have to understand, that Jesus was not representing a God that wanted a tabernacle in a high place. They were going up the mountain, the same mountain that he created, and he chose from the beginning of creation to show himself to this, this same, to this few. The same mountains that we face today that God is choosing from the beginning on our history to show himself Clearly, in a different perspective, in a different view with each one of us. Jesus shows the mountain. He was one of, this was actually the biggest mountain, the highest mountain in the area around the lake of the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus was choosing him, choosing them, choosing this scenario, this context to show a God that denied himself. Jesus, in the, in, the, in the quest to show who he is, he wanted to start not only by the miracles and the things and the deliverance and the, and the provision. He wanted them to remember him, to know him, to go deeper into who he is as a person 
through knowing him as a God that denied himself. God himself denied himself. And because of that, he didn't choose to be like God. He renounced to that Jesus himself. We know that did today. But in that moment, Jesus had to, to really bring it out into the table in a way that they could understand it. He denied himself. He could have lowered the mountain he created. He could have lowered the problems that we are facing. But God doesn't lower the mountain or the problems. He leads us. He leads us up the mountain. For us to understand that he denied himself so we can overcome the mountain. But this, this brings us to the point of today. This brings us into the point that he wanted to show us the glory. The glory of God. And the glory of God comes for us to be able to understand that we have the right, the right to see the glory as we serve. Nothing in life. There's no a job line that can provide the glory of God. You could work and you can actually waste your life down in your youth and your strength and your understanding and your finances trying to work it out. But God himself is the only one that takes what we can do. If we're going off the mountain with him to understand his glory, and this is what Jesus is wanting, is wanting to teach him. He was just teaching them. He taught them what it took. Last week, we talked about a bit about Matthew and Matthew 16, when in 24, it says in the NIV version says, then Jesus said to his disciple, whoever wants to be my disciple, so he's calling them as his disciples, must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. So Jesus is actually asking some of them to come closer. And I know in this humanistic, I want to feel good about my religion kind of moment in life. When we say that Jesus set apart some, it doesn't feel very good because it almost feels that we have to prove ourselves to God and to man and to religion and to structure. But God is saying, if you walk with me, if you're able and available to go up the mountain with me, I'm not talking about physically. I'm not talking about financially, relationally, in the human context. I'm talking in a relationship with God. If you're willing, if you are willing, if we are willing, he would teach us how to go up the mountain in a way that shows us his glory. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow Deny and follow me. Deny yourself and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. And this is where we left it last week. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. As we deny ourselves and we follow God, as we're going up the mountain, as God is wanting to convey with us, that if we deny ourselves and we follow, we will find our lives it will look in many moments, it will feel in many moments like we're losing ourselves. But God is saying, if you follow me, although it might feel, maybe it looks, maybe you have the different odd comments. Maybe your family, your friends, your entourage, your work site will not understand. But if you deny yourself and if you follow, if you stop trying to save your life, and you lose it for me. Last week I asked, the Holy Spirit was asking us to write it in the feed. I will lose it for him. Because in this season, God is trying to ask his church once again to go back into the roots of losing our lives. Losing the spotlight of the calling. Everything was about the calling for a certain season. But God is saying, I can go deeper than calling, that understanding. 
That was circumstantial, but my glory is eternal. The glory of God takes us deeper. He said, whoever loses their life for me will find it. I can lead you to find what I put in you. I don't know you, but I don't want to get to heaven to see God face to face. And this is probably one of the few covenants I have with God because probably it's probably the only one I can keep. I'm not going to go and see him face to face. And I deny myself the right to go there with things I have not lived that he planned ahead for me to live. To look at his eyes. And maybe this is the, this is the only thing I can actually reach and talk with God in this sense. I don't want to look at his eyes when they will express to me. Maybe he will not have to use many verses and, and many words and, and remind me all the prophetics, you know. He doesn't have to remind me thoughts and anything like that. But just to see in his eyes that he had more and I didn't leave it. Because I was not willing to go up the mountain. This is one thing I don't want him to experience. And that's the fuel of today. That's the fuel of our word today. That's the intention of the Holy Spirit. That's the intention of God as he works through the Holy Spirit. What the Jesus that we know has done and God trying to convey with us who he is in his character. We cannot be willing as a church to go through life and stay in the valley. When he's wanting to set us apart. He set some of them apart. God is setting you apart. He's calling you to be set apart. But for that, you got to be willing to let go of your valley. To let go maybe of the rest of the disciples. To let go of what is comfortable and go up the mountain. Verse 26 in Matthew 16 says, What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world? And I don't know you, I'm here to win. I'm not here to lose. Anyone that is expectant of God is not asking God, let me see how I can lose today. Let me see how is the most creative way I can lose something today. I don't think any of us wake up saying, I will lose something. Let's see how I can do this today. No, we wake by the contrary because we have the spirit of God and God wins and he knows no loss. We're waking up to a spirit that wins and as disciples, this is what we have inside. But what it says is that what is it to me if I win the whole world yet forfeit my soul? Are we winning in the right panorama? Are we winning in the right dimension, in the right level? Are we winning in the valley or are we willing to win up the mountain? Are we willing to live when it looks bad? And are we willing to, to go and win when it doesn't, it doesn't make it easy to be comprehended by people and family and friends? Are we willing to go up the mountain? Are we willing? Or what can anyone, finishes saying, give in exchange for their soul? We have nothing to give for what God has planned. Nothing valuable enough to explain, to actually convey the glory of God if we don't go up the mountain. One of the first things that we see in this is the context is denial. As he was, uh, he was talking about in, in chapter 16, just before what we read at the beginning, he's actually trying to say, if you lose it and not preserve it and you follow, you will really win and not lose. It might look contradictory today, but you're winning. Nowadays, we actually have been taught by bad, bad religion. 
that fake and false and superficial religion that wants to keep us clapping in the corner, but not living the glory of God. It's saying that your dreams and what you perceive as your rights, your spiritual rights and your calling is better than going up the mountain, that the sacrifice, that exaggerated feeling of love, of self-love, that defends the things that God is wanting to change to give me something better and bigger and fuller, something that will serve the rest of the body of Christ, the community, the government around me, everything that he wants. But today God is saying, you are being called. I'm calling up a generation. I'm calling up the mountain of people that can actually keep up with me up the mountain. Lord, make me someone that can keep up with you up the mountain. Father, give me the feelings that will keep me going up, up the mountain with you. But why? Why? They did not understand him. And maybe today, maybe us, we don't understand Jesus the way that he wants to be understood. I don't want to stay with my yesterday understanding of the person of Jesus, of his feelings, of his plans, of what he's doing. I don't want to stay with my old revelation. I want to come near. I want to come closer. I don't even want to be left behind so much up the hill, up the mountain, that I lose the sense of how he smells, how he feels, the different commentaries, why he's looking around as he's going up and leading us in today's journey. Maybe they didn't understand who Jesus was. Maybe we didn't understand it. Maybe they didn't understand who Jesus is, as God is trying to show us today. And Jesus was in this, in this moment. Looking at the disciples, saying, if you are my disciples, you maybe can walk together with others. But that doesn't mean everyone is going into the same level. If you stay near and you're willing to live your valley, you're going to be walking in a different level. You're going to be walking in different levels. This is progressive. The journey up the mountain is something that takes us from one step to another, like everything in life but we can reach another point of view. You can be in the same space, geographical space, but if you go up the mountain in your faith, you're going to have a different view. You're going to have a different understanding how, the, how it looks, how life is observed from a different perspective. The same things that would take your sleep and would stress you in one season because you're going up the mountain with your God, with your Savior, will not be able to conquer you anymore because you're going up the mountain. You're going up the mountain and you're conquering your weakness. You're conquering the changes in the climate. You're, you're conquering what you don't understand. You're conquering that fear of missing out or what's going on. What's going on in the valley? If we're able to have that maturity, we're able to conquer what has been conquering many other generations. People that had it all with the little they can attain themselves. But God is calling us in this season of the mountain so we can reach the glory of God. What is impossible to understand with our own resources of emotions and stamina and strength and finances and relationships. God is calling us up. And everyone that has an up calling will always struggle with the valley that they live behind. 
all of us that have been called by God, we have cravings. We have the views of the valley and they all have felt so familiar for us that we would think this is all I need and this is all I want. But God in this moment, in this moment of history, he's calling his church to look beyond that. He's calling us. He's separating us. He's setting us apart, if you wish to say it like that, to go up the mountain. The text implies that not everyone walks that way. Not everyone is willing to have that same depth, that same experience with Jesus. Not everyone is willing to actually go after him. The Bible says that after six days, in verse 17, Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, I would say this is something that God wants to highlight, the relationships that you have. Peter and James and John, the brother of James. Peter being a pillar. James and John being considered after this by many theologians as pillars. The three of them pillars into the faith that today we see that has transformed the world, that has fed so many, that has brought into life so many, that has healed so many. Today we've seen the three pillars in such a vulnerable call. And this is the call that we have as a church. It's a vulnerable moment. God is calling us up the mountain. Are we willing? Up the mountain. Are we willing? They themselves were there to experience the presence of God. They were led by God. He led them up to a high mountain by themselves. They left it behind. They were courageous enough to live what is familiar, to live what they can control, to live what had like satisfied them before. Even the relationships that they felt comfortable with because they were following the one. And the one was able to explore, to expose them to his glory because they follow. We have not been called to be polite. Jesus separates us. He sets us apart. He sets us apart for us to walk in a depth of relationship that is not of yesterday. He sets us apart so we are not bound to the yesterday. Not even the good things of our yesterday. God is asking us to look beyond, to get a further view of what he's wanting. He's not wanting us only to be polite. Although it might look like that one day, next day it might look rough. Because he's calling us to a power, a power through denial that will be there if we obey. We get that power if we obey. And when you get that power through obedience, you don't get arrogant, high-minded of yourself. You're not looking at people from the high of the mountain just because you're there. You look at them through the eyes of service and love and compassion. This is the Jesus that we know. And this is what he's multiplying. He wants them, as we said in the beginning, to know him. To know who he is, what he came for. The sixth day after you have done everything you can and you cannot get it. Let me explain you what my glory is all about. In the seventh day, he got them up the mountain. And today, God, after we have done everything we could, and we still might not get it, he's calling us up the mountain. He's calling us to go up. Maybe not to be polite. Maybe not to be correct in our political understanding of situations. Maybe not to have everything in place. Not to have our ducks all in line. He's not asking us to be perfect. He's asking us to you and to me to follow him in a way to be able to go through the changes. 
He's wanting us to go up the mountain. As we continue, Jesus was bringing the notion of being set apart. And that actually fights with, with our view nowadays. We want to have everything online. We want to know what's going to happen tomorrow. We want to be accepted in all our failures and proclivities and our dysfunctions. Essentially, we want to balance our dysfunctions against the reality takes of others and think, oh, maybe if they are there, I'm accepted too. But Jesus is calling us to something higher. He has not called us to have that notion of belonging. He has called us to have a notion of being set apart. That's what holiness means in everything, in every detail of the splendor of that word is being set apart. He has set us apart for levels of experience, but he also, and as we go deeper to this word, he has set us apart for different levels of exposure. Some of us have gone to be satisfied with the exposure that we have had till today. The exposure to the word, the exposure to friendships and relationships, just the exposure that we have to different types of understanding, emotional, spiritual, physical understanding. We have come to be satisfied. But Jesus will never go further. He will never set apart the ones that are satisfied, the ones that are playing ball with what has and has been and will keep on being in the valley. The valley will never limit the Jesus that wants to show us something of the mountain. And he's going up the mountain, challenging the levels of experience and exposure. And in verse 2, there in 17 of Matthew says, there was a trans he was transfigured before them. He was transfigured before them and his face shone like the sun. It reminds me of that word that I, one day I want to preach and I cannot make it, you know, kind of really good as I really wanted to do today. When he was in, in the furnace with the other three that would not buy down. And he said, the king would observe that there was one like the... The son of God right there that was shining in the middle of them. His face was shining like the sun. He was at the highest point of a mountain. On the highest mountain of the geographical position they were in. And even there where the light would be as its apex, at its maximum, he was shining like the sun. That's the, probably the only fragile way that the writer can explain that Jesus was shining in a different way. Nowadays, we will need cameras and lanterns and, and flashlights to be able to be in that, maybe that scenario, to understand that. Have you ever looked at the sun lately? Tell me how much you can see after you have looked at the sun straight up. You can see nothing, but Jesus was shining like the sun. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. It doesn't mean that his clothing, what he was wearing was as white as the light. It means that the, the presence of God, his, his glory was actually intoxicating the fabrics, the, the cloth that he had on top of him in such a way that he became as white as light. Back in the day, we didn't have the type of mechanisms and machines that would actually produce white clothing. You would beat them up into a certain moment, into a certain state, but you could not get white, not white like we get today. But Jesus, that is outside of time and wanting to reveal himself. He was shining. His face was shining like the sun and his, his clothing would follow. Anything that is attached to Jesus, anything that is attached to our lives, if we're following up the mountain, would actually will be transformed, transfigured as we walk up, as we have revelation of his character, of his person. I love the details on this and the Bible never puts something that we're not going to need. And I really need to know 
that in my life as I stay with Jesus going up the mountain, the mountains that I face today, the mountains that I will face tomorrow, I need to know that that Jesus, as I follow him, as I stay near to him, will be able to permeate through the fabric of that and really release his glory. That what once looked white into the human eye will be stronger than white. It will look like the light. Anything that stays attached to Jesus will look like light. The world is needing to walk. The world is needing a light that can, that can be traced and follow. And God is actually delivering unto us to be that church that follows up the mountain. And if we stay, stay close to him, we at least will be like that fabric that shines a light that would direct people. God exposes us and I want to be exposed. And this is my prayer that we are exposed that we're exposing to the level of relationship that he was exposing the disciples and he's exposing us today. That I'm exposed and you're exposed to the level of obedience and revelation that he would say he exposed the disciples in that very moment, the ones that were willing to go up the mountain. And this is why our prayer, this is why God is wanting us to, to really understand today. He wants us to go up the mountain. He wants us to live from revelation and glory to glory and revelation to go deeper into an obedience that is more complete, that is more knowledgeable of his character because the obedience of yesterday, today I know was limited because I didn't know him as good. I couldn't invest myself. I couldn't invest my emotions as good as I can today. Can you give me another chance? And he says, if you will follow me up the mountain, I can give you a good chance to obey better, to get revelation that is deeper, to understand my character, to go deeper in a revelation that no one will be able to know an end because I am eternal. That's the Jesus that we have. God, call me up to a mountain, please. God calls us to the mountain today. God calls us into being careful what we ask. God calls us because if we ask to go up the mountain, everything changes. And that's where we become set apart, as we said. That kind of separation that sounds a bit negative nowadays is not that accepted as a word. That kind of division when the world is needing unity and presidents are, presidents are boasting about unifying a country that just needs Jesus. When we have systems and platforms of government and society that are needing a one voice, but they have so many that it just becomes a noise today. He wants us to have the knowledge that if we go up, that will cause division and that will cause difference. That will cause voices to disagree. Can we bear with the fruits of that happening? If we're going up the mountain, we cannot be distracted by the feelings and the voices that it generates because we're too busy following him. And if we follow him, people will know what to follow. We're so busy trying to make Jesus acceptable that we have forgotten that Jesus is the truth and the way and the life. So we don't have to sell Jesus. Jesus is the only way. We just have to be there so near that we, we become like light next to him. We're as dead as that fabric that was in him. But if we stay near, we will shine like the light. And sometimes that will become a lonely place. That sometimes will become a lonely place when you're talking with your family, when you're talking with your friends, with your colleagues, with your co-workers, with your spouse even, with your kids. 
But if you're faithful today in the little, you will see how God opens your house, opens the relationships, opens your pockets, opens the windows of heaven, and actually pours you out a blessing that you will not be able to contain. People are going to have to say, there's something different with you. And you're going to have to say, I've just been going up the mountain. I've just been going through the things that I'm living so close to Jesus that there's something of him that is that. That is the thing that you see. There's nothing special about me. You can have it. The grace that is in me can be for you and is for you. But you got to stay near. You want to come up the mountain with me? We are called to be a church today that calls others to go up the mountain. We're not called to be hermits. And by definition, that would be a person living in solitude. A person living in solitude as a, as a religious discipline. God came to overcome being hermits. People that just dissect themselves from society thinking they're too holy. They're too perfect. God is calling the ones that know they are sick to be able to walk with him. Not as we are monks that are left around the cities, not in the midst of the life that is going on. He's calling us to be in the midst of the darkness, being agents of light so that light of his glory to go through us. And actually lead many to repentance. As we see them being set apart will separate us from the familiar. That will separate us from what we have accepted or what is accepted. As we see that being set apart calls us out of what is approved by the mass numbers. As we see that this separation is not a physical thing. It's a separation of the heart. As we see that this gospel is trying to lift us up. To give us a better beat, a better understanding, a better rhythm of what he is, who he was. Or he wants us to understand who he's going to be. As we understand, he separates us from the valley. From the valley relationships that we might hold so dear sometimes. So going up the mountain means that we will lose something behind. He will actually separate us from the valley mentalities. He will separate us from the valley engagements and the, the valley emotions and the valley commitments. He will separate us. He will separate us. He will call us into a different level. Not for us to think that we're better. But for us to understand that everything we get up the mountain is to pour it down is to have and to multiply that view, to multiply that separation for the freedom of many. God separates us from the shackles of yesterday, from our valleys, from our defeat, from our low understanding, to put us in the different level. God is calling us. He called them. He calls us today to go up the mountain. There's no way of prepping up for this. There's no way of prepping up for the mountain. I had the privilege as a family to go to Israel and I visited the actual mountain that they see or they perceive of being the one that this happened. And although I had a rental car and it was really convenient, you know, I didn't have to walk up the mountain in this moment. I drove up, you know, I did actually notice that up the mountain, I needed to change the air conditioning. And that sounds very vain and bear with me. Just give you a minute. I did actually observe, and this is where I'm going, the change of climate. On the bottom, on the valley, there was a different climate than the one on the top. 
I remembered that with the excitement, I jumped out of the car and I wanted to see what he had been seeing through his eyes, what the disciples were seeing. And I just, I just jumped out and I forgot my, my jacket. And that sounds very, very mundane, but bear with me because what he taught me through that, that sometimes when my eyes are fixed on him, I will forget everything that could shelter me. And as I lost the excitement of being there, as I, after I had my moment with him, and I said, well, maybe we got to go, I started feeling cold again. Sometimes we got to watch out. Sometimes we got to watch out because nothing can prepare us for the mountain. The temperature and the situations of yesterday, we will have to live in behind. But if we keep our eyes on Jesus, we'll be able to keep ourselves in the climate that keeps us near and shining and successful and actually keeps us at least losing on the way that he can win through us. Lose your life. Are you ready to lose it? Because if you lose it for his sake, he will be winning. So today, your success might look like losing, but if you're losing yourself in him, it doesn't matter what climate, you're going to be looking at life from a different view. You're going to have a different clarity. You're going to be exposed. The exposure that you're going to have it's going to be different. It's going to be more complete. You're going to see what he was able to see, what they were able to contemplate, what he was able to show us. And he's wanting to show us today what he saw with his very eyes. I want to know what Jesus is looking at, how he's, he's perceiving our lives and our walk with him. I want to know. That's something that can take my sleep. Not many things can take my sleep. I don't sleep much, but when I sleep, I sleep like a rock. But that can take my sleep. I want to see how he saw it. I want to see how he sees it. I don't want to be suffering with the valley syndrome. I don't want to be suffering with that syndrome of saying, hey, I'm going to follow, but first. Or I'm going to follow, but if. I don't want to be suffering with that valley syndrome, that disease of staying stagnant on my yesterday. Even what was glorious yesterday, today, I want to keep on smelling our relationship. I want my life to smell to a relationship with God is so alive. I want my life to smell to trust in everything I do. It doesn't matter how difficult or mundane it looks. I'm not here to prove anything to anyone because I am in a relationship with God. I want my life to smell to relationship, to truth. I want it to smell to Jesus. And I'm willing to change views. I'm willing to change temperatures. I'm willing to change scenarios because I'm going up the mountain with him. And I'm not going to be judged. And if I'm judged, I'm not going to stay listening to those voices because they usually will stay underneath in a different level of the mountain. I'm going to go. I'm going to go up the mountain. It is not that we have, have a calling to, to not have anything or not own anything. But we are called to, as we go up the mountain, that everything we own surrounds him and is in him. Everything that we are surrounds it and is in him. Maybe we can write this one in the, in the feed there. I want everything up the mountain to look, to smell, to be a, a way of expressing my trust that I'm going up the mountain with him. Everything I have has to look like I'm going of the mountain. The purpose of him taking them, it was just to, to really convey his person. Not only his glory, that, that will follow. The changes in life are here to convey his person, his character, his wisdom, his love, his substance, 
but also to convey the mission that he wanted for us, to convey that we are called, not like the world would want to call us, not like our feelings would love to. He's calling us up the mountain. This is not going to be pretty, but it's going to be glorious. I'm willing to change pretty for glorious. I'm willing to change what I understand for better. But that takes us to be denied of self and to be followers that we talked at the beginning. We're going to be exposed. And that doesn't mean talking. As we go into verse 4 and 17, it says, Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters or tabernacles, as we said, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And wrong way of looking at what is happening. First of all, Jesus didn't ask you anything. So I don't know what you're talking you all of a sudden coming to the top of the mountain, and that happens to all of us. We go into new seasons with God, and we want to tell God how to supply for us in that new season. We want to tell God how we're going to actually even address things and situations in that new season. And as, and as he was actually talking still, something that God or Jesus didn't talk or ask from him, being the Peter that had the revelation on the valley just a chapter before that he was the Messiah, the Son of God. The same one was up the mountain out of his depths in revelation, only following and being exposed, but wanting to talk. Sometimes when we are in the presence of God, and I will believe this season is a specific moment that we have to add more silence than words into the mix. I would say the relationship we got now as a church in the personal, in the collective, we need to add more silences and moments to hear from him. Insight, revelation, depth, more than our own words. We cannot be in love and, and think of our thoughts so highly that we start adding things in the mix of a moment that is so transcendental. That is so supernatural. And Peter just felt that he had something interesting to say. It's like when we pray and we start asking God for the specifics that we think we need. And God just makes silence. In this moment, God had to intervene. And I think in a loving way, the father wanted to just kind of cover, you know, what Peter was starting to do. Because the Lord will always cover us in our nakedness and our ignorance. He covered them with a, with a bright, bright cloud, he says. While he was still speaking, God said, oh, whoa, <laughs> let me help you. A bright cloud covered them. And a voice from the cloud said, this is my son whom I love, whom I'm well pleased with. Listen to him. In this season, God is asking us to stop talking. Let's talk less about who he is and let's learn more. Let's get full of him up this mountain. Let's get full of what people will need in this season that is coming so we are able to pour it out into the people. Let's have the hunger instead of having answers. Let's think less highly of what we think religion and even our relationship with God has been until today. Let's think of ourselves lowly so we can be exalted. Romans 10, 13, he says, whoever calls shall call upon his name. Whoever, whosoever shall call upon his name will be safe. But today in this, we're not saying that will not happen. The disciples will go up the, down the mountain later on in the story. But what experience did they have? 
What experience are we having as we follow God through life up the mountain, up situations? I don't want to go down the mountain out of the experience without having the full version of what He wants. And God might have to surround you and overshadow you with a bright cloud. Just cover your nakedness and your awkwardness and your, your lack of understanding and your lack of perspective because you thought you could talk when God was asking you just to be exposed. In this season, God is exposing us to something deeper. And He's expecting us to be silent. Be silent and be exposed. So you could be filled with the glory and the knowledge of who I am. What is my character? Most times this will mean be still and know that I am God. Be still and be silent. Less opinions in front of God are better. We're going up the mountain and he will ask us five little things. He will ask us to understand the calling over us, calling us to lose ourselves in the way up the mountain. And that means to deny ourselves, deny ourselves of us, of what we understand in our opinions, less of us. And that's leading us to follow him. That leads us to follow. That leads us to being exposed. He also calls a second to be exposed. Exposed to what? To the new, to the next of God. What is following? When we follow, we are exposed to the new and the next of God. We are exposed to God himself. We're exposed to a relationship. He is calling us to be exposed to God himself. When I was thinking about the three figures, Jesus, Elijah, and Moses, I was thinking Moses actually represented God for the people of Israel at a certain moment of history. Elijah actually meant or represented the voice of God, the direction of voice that maybe is the Holy Spirit and Jesus representing the blood, the covenant, the glory of God. He was trying to convey that this is a trinity and we are here to be able to guide you physically up the mountain, spiritually with direction. And with a voice that is clear. And the last three things is calling us to follow in the midst of change. As the climate, as the situations change, he, he wants us to understand we have been called to want to know God and to follow. He wants us to want to know God. And did that sound simple? And that's why it might be very difficult to so many. We want to know God. We're the people that want to know God. He has been calling us into a relationship for Building not the altars, not the shrines, not the shelters, not the tabernacles of yesterday and what we have seen God to do. He's calling us not to build little empires, but be builders of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. To follow him up the mountain, calling us, yes, calling us up the mountain so we can actually perceive and receive. So we can have, he can give us a heart for the ones that are still in the valley the ones that might be religious, the ones that are concerned with their image, their status, their finances in, in a such a way where they're actually the ones that are con so concerned with their own opinion. And God is wanting us. He's calling us to have a heart for all of them, but from a place of relationship. God is calling us so we can expose them to the glory. He, we can expose them to a new level, to a new life to a new freedom, to a new beginning. And as we receive the worship team back and, and we understand that probably the verse or maybe the word, the inclination the Holy Spirit has with us today is that He wants us to leave our valley back. 
back in our past and, and not look back at to the cravings and the associations that we had with it. But he wants us to go into a different level. I want to pray for our brothers, for our sisters that might have felt themselves in a dry patch, in a valley that things didn't go according to what they thought. They didn't go according to what they had in mind. Maybe the questions that they had or they're still having even till today, they don't feel a, a clear answer to. My prayer today, and I believe that the Holy Spirit is wanting to, to really speak into your heart, to convey to you, to really bless you and nourish you is with, with the hope that goes up the mountain. He wants you to understand that you don't have to stay in that level. He wants you to understand that you can go forward, you can follow him. And as you follow him, you, you will understand who you are. You will understand what he has hidden inside of you, his presence. And he will be able to convey with others his glory, his person, his character. But you got to go up the mountain. So I want to encourage my brothers, my sisters, to go, to go up the mountain today. To take a decision that is a transcendental decision, a decision that you don't go back from. When you go up the mountain, there's sometimes you would, you would think, I've gone all this way. I have gone all this way, but I have, now I have the cravings to go back to the familiar. Today, the Lord says to you, to me, if, you, if you're able to stand, to stay still in the midst of those cravings and keep on going up with me, if you're able to stay near to me, I can show through you my glory. I can lead you. I can expose you to a deeper level in the knowledge and the revelation that you have of me into the calling that I have given you into what I have hidden inside of you for the many, not only for you. Stay near. So I pray in the name of Jesus for all my brothers, my sisters that are there, that they might feel tired, they might be craving what they left behind, but, but they're, they're still in that junction point. Father, I pray that your virtue, your, fa your, your favor, your power, Father, will be enabling them, pushing them forward, Father. Father, just really encouraging them to let go of the cravings, to let go of the past, the familiar, the associations, what is accepted, Lord, to reach for a further point in you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, your peace over each one of them. Your peace, Lord. If you have been listening to us and you, you have not made a decision for Jesus today, you can make one as, and it's simple. God is a near God. This is not religion. This is an opportunity to relationship. And if you are ready to do that, you can repeat after me and it's simple. It's just like this. Jesus, Forgive me for the things I've done wrong. Maybe there, there are many, Father. But today I make a decision to accept you in my life, in my mind, my soul, Father, as my only Lord and Savior. Have your way. I give you my heart. In Jesus' name. If you pray that prayer, the Lord is not only going to guide you, He's not only going to write your name into eternity, but he's going to start surrounding you with the opportunities and people to be able to walk with him up the mountain, to walk with him and with others that are following him in a different, fresh way. He doesn't want you to go religious. He wants you to go deeper into relationship. And this is the blessing of today. 
In Jesus' name, I pray for you. Amen, amen, amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or would like to share how God is speaking to you through this message, let us know on any of our social media platforms. Make sure to visit our website, hopeandanger.org, for more information on who we are as a church and to find out how you can be part of the Hope and Anchor family. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.